Welcome to The Unicorn Entrepreneur, the podcast that teaches women entrepreneurs how to create a business that earns more money. I'm Felicia Allison Bunbury-Brown, attorney, wife, French bulldog mom, beach bum, and owner of a multiple six-figure business. And I'm excited to teach you how to become a unicorn entrepreneur. This podcast is for you if you have a business or want to start a business and want to learn the tricks and tools to get your first client, your first six figures, and so much more than that. If you want more money and more satisfaction, you're in the right place. Pull up your seat. Let's go get them, unicorns. Hey, guys. How are you? hope everybody's doing great. I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing really well. I'm on the side of the living and I'm feeling, you know, rather good. Fabulous. I'm Felicia Allison Bunbury of FeliciaAllisonBunbury.com. Welcome to another episode of The Unicorn Entrepreneur. How are you? I'm very excited because we're going to be talking about that money, that money today. The title of today's episode is six-figure decision-making. And if you want to be a CEO, a boss, a unicorn, you have to make excellent quality decisions because you are an executive. Even if you are a solopreneur, you are an executive, you're self-managing and you're managing your clients and you're managing your finance and finances and you're managing your branding and your marketing and you're managing your mind. Can't get away from it. You are a manager. And to be an excellent um, or great or amazing or profitable, (laughs) profitable um, executive CEO, you have to make six, seven figure, eight figure decisions. And I, what I've noticed is that a lot of clients come to me, they say to me, they, they, they're in this, I don't know, I can't make a decision. I don't know. I don't know if I should, my, I should launch my product. I don't know if I should do this. I don't know if I should fire, hire or fire this person. I don't know. And so I decided to share with you guys today a framework for making quality decisions a framework that you can filter all decisions through to sort of get you to where you need to be, to get you to that six-figure, seven-figure decision. Decision has to be of a quality. It's so, so, so funny. As I was just saying, clients love to live in what I call the land of indecision. (laughs) The land of indecision is just this horrible place where people go to to stay stagnant, <laughs> to pretend, to make all the drama, to make everything, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm such a perfectionist, right? They tell the perfectionist lie. I'm a perfectionist. I'm an overachiever. And therefore, that is why I cannot make a decision or that's why I won't write the book, put it into the world, start the podcast, end the bad relationship, fire the horrible employee, hire the first employee, do a webinar, put your picture up on Facebook, even though you're 20 pounds heavier than you want, 
they live in the land of indecision and then they tell themselves this perfection overachiever lie. Let's look at this for a second. This is not part of the framework. Someone who actually is an overachiever is consistently in execution mode. They are executing, they are achieving. (laughs) By definition, they're in motion. If you are indecisive and you want to pretty it up, you know, put a little lipstick on that pig and say it's because you're a perfectionist or you're an overachiever, where? (laughs) Show me. What are you executing on? What are you doing? What I have come to learn is that the people who are actually in the arena doing, making stuff happen, they're okay with B work, B minus work. This whole busyness of making things perfect, it will never come out. If you have to write a book and it has to be perfect and everybody has to like it before you put it out in the universe, that that allows you to be an indecision world because that's impossible, right? Everybody's not going to like your book. Everyone's not going to like your podcast. Everybody's not going to think you're pretty or handsome. Not everyone. And that is okay. (laughs) That is okay. But this indecision it's probably more so rooted in low self-esteem, shame, uh, the lie that you're from the pits of hell that you're not good enough. And, and, and let's call a thing a thing. I like to call a thing a thing. So let's not live in indecision world. Because <laughs> my mom has told me and raised me to, and said, Felicia, no decision is a decision. So if you are in in indecision world and you don't like where you are now financially or in a relationship or you're not executing on your dreams, well, the reason is you're getting a payoff, right? You get to be nice and safe and comfortable. Let me tell you why people love indecision land or is it indecision world? Maybe there's both like Disney World. (laughs) You know, one is in California, one is in Orlando. But either way, it's nice and comfortable. Indecision is a very comfortable place. And the human, this is why we have evolved. And this is why we're at the top of all other species, because we like to be comfortable. And if you look, we've designed everything to be nice and comfortable. Everything is so nice and comfy. Yay. You know, you don't have to go to get groceries. It can come right to your doorstep. It's comfy. Nice and comfy. You don't have to, like, if we think about the primitive human and being in the cave and not having blanket and not internet and being exposed, think about what we used our brains to make ourselves so comfortable. But now that we are used to such a high level of being comfortable, there is a back, there's a, there's a negative consequence of that for some people, for a lot of us to where you're seeing over people being very indecisive. And then as a result, people not executing on their dreams. And as a result, people being less satisfied. And as a result, a rise in depression, anxiety, divorce, et cetera, suicide. So I think it's all comes down to it. Okay. 
So let's get to the framework. I like to simplify. Um, one thing I can say that I, uh, for myself, I am a very decisive person. And I doesn't mean I make quick decisions because I'm also analytical. I'm a lawyer. But I like to, I, I always have frameworks or protocols or values that I line up on my decisions. So I think the decisions then become very easy. And the way in which I live my life is the same way in which I built my businesses successfully. So I believe that having a framework that's in line, it, it, first of all, it becomes a system, right? And that systemizes. And you can also do, if, if your employees and team members understand your framework and your thought process, then they can replicate if you're not around what you may want. Okay, so that then makes your life easy. You don't have to always be in the business. That's just another little tidbit. So I came up with this framework for the purpose of this podcast for all my indecisive unicorns who are in indecisive or indecision world or land, whichever one you're in. <laughs> come out of, come, let's be uncomfortable and grow and boss up and make some money. How about that? Because that's, you know, all those memes are true. Like you have to get uncomfortable. You have to come out of, of being indecisive. You have to make decisions. You have to also be comfortable, comfortable with doing things. And it's not uh, A plus. B, it's, it's good with me. That's just what it is. And I, I just, I know this is for somebody listening to me. Your B can change someone's life. Your B, B minus, can move someone, can be meaningful in this world. Whatever that you feel that you need to be doing, do it, because our time is finite. If you know me, you know I'm obsessed with the tools and tricks to help unicorn entrepreneurs level up their businesses. Now to increase revenue, add more zeros to your bank account, it's necessary to create, nurture, and convert your tribe. I've used several email service providers and I've discovered that ConvertKit is the best by far. They're flexible, easy to use, and they have amazing customer service. That's not all. ConvertKit makes it super easy to give out options or lead magnets. You can also add multiple lead magnets and forms to the same list, which is awesome. ConvertKit also makes it super easy to automate emails to your tribe. Want to sign up and support this podcast? Great. Go to the show description and double click the relevant link. Now back to the show. So framework number one, this is the framework, it's a three-part framework, is determine whether the problem is generic or unique. Determine whether the problem is generic or unique. Okay, there's, there's a reason why. If most problems are generic, and if a problem is generic, your solution that you establish must become a rule a rule for your organization. And this, this is a beautiful thing because this creates systems. 
So something is generic, I'm going to give you guys an example. So an example of a generic problem is, let's say my, my company is growing so fast that I have so many clients that everybody is, all my staff is overworked and tapping out. And now the work product is not coming out on time. You're behind on deadlines. Okay, let's, let's say that's happening. This is a generic problem, right? And if you establish a rule, a protocol for, okay, the fab law firm, okay, or the unicorn entrepreneur, this is how we determine whether or not we need to hire. This is the, this is the system and metric of how we know if our staff is in fact overworked. This everybody has a case limit or an hour limit of how much you're supposed to work. And once I see that the, that in my law firm, for instance, that my paralegals are above their case limit, the max that they're supposed to have, that's an indication. If I'm booked out for consultations week in advance, that's an indication. If we're starting to be slower at getting things out. We have internal deadlines that are a week, three days before the court deadline. If we're, not, if we're missing those consistently, these are indications, right? So I can make a rule that if I notice myself and other staff members working overtime two weeks in a row, I need to start putting out job posts. That's a generic problem. It's generic because it can, it'll happen again and again and again. And then you wanna make a rule that addresses that problem and no and now that problem is solved <laughs> there's a you know assuming everybody is going to implement and adhere to 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 the framework to the to the solution to that problem so an example of a unique problem could be like covid how about if the courthouses or everything shuts down and no one's buying anything or a hurricane or someone is sick Therefore, a deadline is missed, an unforeseen sickness. And therefore, I can't teach my seminar. I'm sick. So sorry, no seminar. Sorry, no webinar. That cannot be foreseen. Therefore, there really can't be. Now, you can still establish systems around that to address what happens if someone gets sick. However, you can't anticipate and avoid that from happening. And it... Well, for the most part, it should be an exception and not the rule. Okay. Number two in the framework. So we're going to look at a problem. Is this a generic problem or is this unique? And you can use this in your personal life, right? You can use this if you're in a relationship and somebody, you know, makes a mistake. I don't know. You're, you're dating someone and that person, no calls and no shows for a date, Right then you can use this. Is this, a, is this a generic problem or is this unique? Okay, has this happened multiple times? Is this person ghosting you and not texting you and flaking? Or is this unique? They were on their way and they got into a car accident. And then you can have sort of uh, decisions. Okay, the rule is if someone... I'm dating and someone uh, flakes on me twice within the first six, you know, three, six month period that I'm no longer interested in dating that person. You can implement. And then 
this kind of streamlines because there's some people who like to live in indecision world. And I really think that a lot of people open themselves up to a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, a lot of drama in their businesses, a lot of sickness, stress class sickness by not making decisions. And by the way, not making a decision is a decision. And I'm going to address this later on, making a decision and not executing on that decision is still not a decision, right? Okay. So the second part of this framework is six-figure decisions, seven-figure decisions, quality decisions, right? You have to examine the parameters of what the decision has to accomplish. As the CEO, you have to sit down, you have to think. I, I said early in the podcast that I am a decisive person, but I am not necessarily quick to make all decisions. I am very methodical. And I think, I think uh, people who, I've, uh, who I'm learning from and mentors and the gurus out there that I think are A1 in, in the category of making money and entrepreneurship, they're, they're all amazing at making quality decisions. And you do have to analyze and uh, you have to know what you don't know and, you know, speak to people or gain education. And you have to really understand the rippling effect that your decision has. And every, you do have to think about it. So I'm not saying make hasty decisions. I'm saying sit down for the appropriate amount of time, <laughs> make a decision, execute like the boss you are. Okay. And if you want to, like, my whole thing is, like, let's not lie to ourselves. I'm not someone who would lie to myself. I was speaking to my girlfriend the other day and we were talking about something like we're watching, she was talking about some show she's watching on TV and I, I, somebody was cheating on somebody, and cheating on somebody else. And I just really, and she like laughed, my best friend, Tian, she, she laughed. She's like, Fee, you never, ever, 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 ever understood this whole you never was about the cheating you never understood it. that's just so not who you are and she was just chuckling about it and I was like you know we're talking I'm like because I don't understand that to me that's being very indecisive if for me if I were in, in a relationship and I was interested in someone else and I thought that this other person was going to make me more happy than the person I'm with I would just go be with the other person <laughs> I didn't, I didn't understand the indecisiveness of it. It just seems so um, against anything that makes any kind of logical sense for me. So it's just so funny to bring it back to what we're talking about. It's just like, make a decision, stick to it. And I think it's gonna, it actually, I'm going to address it as well. Um, a little later on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold off on that and put a pin right there. Okay, so... Number two is examining the parameters of what the decision has to accomplish. So let's look at old, an old proverb. There's one that states, a half a loaf of bread is better than no bread, right? So half a loaf of bread is better than no bread. In that such scenario, we came to the conclusion that the half is better than none because the overall goal is to eat, right? Not to be hungry. So if the overall goal is not to be hungry and your choices have no bread 
or half a loaf, it's a no-brainer. You're going to say, let's have the half a loaf of bread because the decision to concede and have the half is the best decision for the goal. So really number two is talking about what is the ultimate goal that the company that you're trying to accomplish in your company? What is the ultimate goal that you're trying to accomplish with this decision in your personal life? What is, let's go back because I like to bring, bring it to this decision-making framework works for everything. So I was talking about if you're just, you're out there dating and someone just stands you up, you have to ask yourself, are you dating casually? Because you just want somebody to tell you you're pretty or handsome and, you know, have grown adult time with whatever that may mean for you. Or are you looking for a reliable, possible life partner? If the goal is life reliable partner that you can trust and someone is flaking on you multiple times, it's there's nothing to be indecisive about. The decision is made based on the goal. Okay, but if you're like, I'm just looking to have a good time and enjoy Bill, Tom, Eric, whoever, then it it doesn't really matter necessarily if this person is flaky or not, because you're not assessing for reliability or consistency or maybe even respect. So you have to examine what is my bottom line? What is my bottom line? I consistently ask myself this. Uh, with respect to my business, with respect to when someone's asking me a question about something. Now, oftentimes, or to make a decision as a CEO, when, when one of my team members is asking me to make a decision as a CEO, I have, depending if it's going to affect the company, we're talking, if I'm talking to my marketing person, and we're talking about trying this new thing Google rolled out, I need to know a lot more about that thing. The goal is to make more money, to get my brand in front of as many of my ideal customers as possible. So the questions I'm going to ask my marketing person about this new local ads thing that Google rolled out is, is it better than what we do now? How is it different? You know, how many people, you know, how many firms or how many consultants have used the business, uh, used this and have had success? Is it more expensive? You need to know the factors, all right? And so if my goal in this hypothetical, uh, my marketing director coming to me telling me that Google Ads rolled out a new program and I have to make a decision whether I'm going to use it and how much money, I, if, that's, if the goal is to get my brand in front of more people and I find out through asking questions and research that that's exactly what this is going to do, cheap or the same amount as I'm paying, spending for my campaign, then, then I have a framework. I understand the goal. And, you know, people don't, we don't examine our thoughts. We need to get out of autopilot. We need to really think about, even within business, why are we doing the things we're doing? And we cannot make emotional decisions. Okay. Now, I just now said the old proverbs about the half a loaf of bread. All right. In contrast, in the, in the judgment of Solomon in the Bible, the part where the goal was to have a baby, right? Half a baby is worse than no baby at all, right? So if we line those two things, it's completely different. The, if the goal is to have a baby, right? 
there's two moms or two families fighting about this one baby and Solomon, you know, said, you know, let's split the baby in half. And one of the families says, you know, no, you take the baby. Now that was a wise decision, though that family is not going to be with the baby, you know, per se, she can anticipate what Solomon was going to do. King Solomon, it's better that the baby be alive than for her to have half a dead baby. So examining, if you look at those two examples side by side, sometimes splitting makes sense depending on the goal. Sometimes it doesn't. You have to be very clear of the goal, the bottom, what your bottom line is and how this decision um, impacts, moves you towards or away from your goal. Your goal. Now, the third part of the framework is a decision or solution must include action steps on how to execute in order to be effective, in order to be six-figure, in order to be seven-figure decisions. So just deciding something and keeping it vague without making it bite-sized, actionable, breaking it down into steps is pure tomfoolery. We're back in, you know, decision land or world indecision land or world and there there's just like everyone's just sleeping and super comfortable and not doing anything that they truly want to do or operating in their purpose it's just a really like it's like you think about a sloth (laughs) it's like slothy (laughs) there but it's nice and comfy okay so a decision isn't a isn't a decision unless its execution is specifically broken down into steps and is tasked and assigned to somebody to execute it. And and that could be you, it could be a third party, but you have to break it down. So it's very different if I tell my assistant, hey, I want you to run this, I I want you to uh, call this person and, and tell them, you know, I'd like to meet them. That's one. Versus saying, hey, call this person at two o'clock. At, and if she doesn't answer at two, call her the next day at two. If she doesn't answer the second day, call her at two. On the third day, if you have no answer, send out a letter. Let her know that I want her to do X, Y, Z by ABC. And by and email me back an update at every step. Those are two separate things. And it's more likely to get done, to get done properly if you if in, in the second scenario for a multitude of reasons. Now that person's accountable. They're responsible. You're, you've been specific. And that's what you need to do as a CEO and the boss. Now, a practical thing that you can do in order, this is just like, I, I love lists. Lists are amazing. I remember in college, I didn't do it in high school, but for some reason in college, I started to make a list every day of my schedule and put it on the wall in my dorm room and check off the thing. And I literally would put breaks in, naps in, calling my boyfriend in. And like, I did so good that semester. It's so funny. I did that for a a year and I had like 4.0. It was great. And I did great throughout college. And then I stopped doing that and didn't do as great. 
I just still did very well. And then I was like, why'd you stop doing that? And there's something about writing it down and making it plain. So I would empower all you six-figure bosses, all you unicorns to make a list with all the steps needed to carry out a, a specific decision. And if and all the parties who need to know in order to that for that decision to be fully executed. Like, I just don't want to hear about this indecision anymore. I understand it, but we got to make moves. It's 2021. So let's go back over the framework. Number one, determine whether the problem is generic or unique. Act accordingly. <laughs> Number two, examine the parameters of what the decision has to accomplish. What is your bottom line goal? Number three, a decision must include actionable bite-sized steps, okay? And it needs to be assigned to someone, whether that's yourself or a third party, to execute it. And that, my friends, is how you make a decision. All right, it was so good hanging out and talking and I can't wait to see you guys next time. Let's go get them, unicorns. Want to be a part of a community of amazing women unicorns crushing it in life and business? Then head over to our private Facebook community, The Unicorn Entrepreneur. It's free and fabulous. The benefits are plentiful. Community of forward-thinking women, access to me. And if you're enjoying the conversations we're having here on the podcast, we continue some of those conversations and we deep dive. We look forward to serving you. Let's go get them, unicorns. Unicorns.